0: Hi, this is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Practice Hack of the Week. I had big plans last weekend to cut my dog's hair, clip his toenails, and give him a nice bath so he'd be nice and clean, not quite so scruffy looking. As you've probably already suspected, none of this happened, and our little hairball remains pretty scruffy and a little bit stinky. A smelly dog is certainly not the end of the world, but often there are bigger, more meaningful goals in our lives that never come to fruition, despite our best intentions, like entering a big international competition, learning all six Bach cello suites, or composing your own cadenza. These intentions are an essential first step, of course, because you're not likely to accidentally find yourself at the gym at 6am or see grilled veggies on your plate at dinner, unless you intend and plan for these things to happen. But intentions don't guarantee action, even if they're totally genuine and heartfelt. Researchers call this the intention-behavior gap, and it can be pretty frustrating to really truly mean to do something, yet consistently fail to make progress. So is there anything we can do to shrink that gap? to get our actions to line up more consistently with our goals and plans and intentions? A recent review of the literature highlighted a number of factors that can help us be more successful in reaching our goals. But at the end of the day, there were two strategies that were particularly noteworthy when it comes to turning intentions into action. The first strategy has actually come up before on the blog, and involves making if-then plans, or implementation intentions. The gist is that it's not enough to simply set a goal, because as much as you might want to do the Indianapolis competition, life happens, and you suddenly get this craving for Burger King fries on a Friday night, which leads to a trip to Target with your roommates for super soakers and water balloons, which ends on a really late night, a sluggish start on Saturday, an unproductive weekend, and the beginnings of a pattern that may not be consistent with what it takes to make a good video by the application deadline. Researchers have found that in addition to a meaningful goal, we also need contingency plans and predetermined intentions for how to respond when life inevitably tosses a distraction in your path. Like one of those days where all the good practice rooms and pianos are taken. Or the temptation of guiltily binge-watching one more episode of Cobra Kai, even though it's past your bedtime. The other strategy is progress monitoring. This is based on the idea that once you have a goal in mind, regularly keeping track of where you are relative to that goal makes it easier to see what adjustments need to be made along the way, whether that be as simple as putting in more work, or something a little bit more complex in modifying your approach. For instance, let's say that I set a goal of losing 10 pounds in six months. That's a pretty clear goal, but imagine how tricky it would be to make progress if I only weighed myself on day one and again at the very end of six months. How would I determine what adjustments I should make to my nutrition and exercise habits along the way, and how motivating would it be to remain in the dark about whether or not my efforts are paying off? All that seems pretty logical, but is that actually the way things work? A meta-analysis of 138 studies on progress monitoring found that progress monitoring does in fact help, and a few variables in particular appear to help increase the likelihood of realizing one's goals. First variable is frequency. Like the weight loss example above, more frequent progress monitoring was associated with greater success in realizing one's goals. Within reason, of course, because it's not like weighing myself every five minutes is going to help me lose weight. The second is the idea of public versus private monitoring. Monitoring one's progress publicly, like sharing your step count or the path of your morning run with friends, was also more effective than monitoring one's progress in private. The third variable was keeping physical records. A physical record or log of one's progress relative to the goal, i.e. self-recording, also resulted in greater success than keeping no record of progress. So, how would one translate these three strategies into a musical context? Well, let's apply progress monitoring to the goal of participating in a major competition. This would require a certain amount of repertoire to be learned, performance-ready, and recorded by the application due date. And based on friends who have participated in live rounds in previous years, you can probably get a sense of the level at which these pieces need to be played in order to make it to the live competition. So, having established a target to aim for, keeping physical records would translate into doing a recorded run-through of exactly what you would be recording for the application, and exactly the kind of environment that your recording will be taking place in, to serve as a comparison between today's level of playing and your target level of performance. Monitoring progress publicly might translate into doing a mock recording with a friend standing in as a recording engineer, and then asking your teacher or some other friends for feedback on the latest video, or gauging your progress by playing regularly in studio class, not just when your repertoire feels, quote, ready. And engaging in such progress monitoring activities more frequently, well before the actual recording session will enable you to make adjustments to your effort and practice strategies throughout the preparation process. For instance, you might realize based on the latest recording that you need more slow practice, or more intonation work, or that perhaps things have gotten too careful and boring and your ideas aren't really coming across clearly enough. So that progress monitoring becomes less about judging whether you sound good or not, but more a tool that you use to evaluate the effectiveness of your actions to help you decide which actions or practice strategies might lead to better progress next week. And in so doing, give your motivation a little boost and shrink that gap between your best intentions and your follow-through.